on either one of those platforms. We try to make our broadcasts available to um, various um, platforms. Amen. And we're just grateful for that. But uh, it would, as it seemed like, as they say, what could go wrong would go wrong. Amen. And I have this dynamic message. I believe this from God and I needed to be able to show some visuals. Amen. And I'm going to show those visuals. Amen. But I'm going to try something here a little bit different as we go forward. Amen. And hopefully this is going to work, but I don't know. I'm going to try to share my screen here in Zoom real quick and then we'll get on and go with this service. Amen. I'm just so grateful to God. Oh, I think that might work. Amen. Y'all can see me. Okay. All right. I think that works. Hopefully y'all can see that. Amen. All right. So, um, it's going on this morning. I believe, um, <clears throat> they, uh, thankful for all that God has done. And as, as they used to say in the country, there's more than one way to, um, to, um, skin that cat. Amen. So, um, we are working around all our various issues here this morning, but nonetheless, God is good. Grateful for first lady Eli. Amen. We just thank her and I'm just grateful to God for my wife. Amen. I'm grateful to God for you all here at the safe house church. If this is your first time here at the safe house church, let me encourage you this morning. Please don't let it be your last here. We just a group of people who are loving God and we're doing our best to enjoy the trip. Amen. And enjoy where he's taking us and what he's doing through us. Amen. And we're just so grateful, grateful, grateful on this morning. Hopefully you all can, you know, his wife says she can see me. Hopefully you all can hear me. I hope that y'all are hearing me just fine. Amen. Um, like I said, so many different things. Okay. It seems like the volume is going in. All right. Um, and here at the safe house church, we work off three, um, principles here. We work off what we call DEA. That's discipleship, empowerment, and accountability. Discipleship simply means that we're going to walk with, we're going to talk with, you're going to teach you God's word. And, you know, we're not a perfect people, amen, but we're going through and we're working together with him and getting better in the space and working better and, and going forward and, and progressing on each and every day. And the second thing we work on is empowerment, that God has given each one of us talents and gifts and anointings. And it's our, um, obligation to use those not only to prog um, pro progress the kingdom but to help others amen in this space and then we have this last piece that we call accountability accountability is important that what we don't do any and everything that we want to do but we believe that holiness is still right and that living a holy life is required of us amen that living a holy life uh, you know i just don't do any and everything i want to do but there are some limitations and those limitations and those things are put in place not to limit my life but to maximize my life the bible said that he died that we might have life and that we might have life more abundantly amen and therefore if i follow the rules and things that he set before me then i can live life um, at a high level and more abundantly. Amen. How many of you all believe that you can live life at a high level and more abundantly? And I am grateful for that as we've been talking about this whole year of the year of the double harvest. And I've seen double harvest and you've seen double harvest. Amen. And we've seen God bring a harvest in our lives in areas that we never even thought about or we never even recognized or we never even considered. And I'm for one is grateful for all the harvest that he's bringing upon us. Amen. I'm just so grateful for that. Amen. Um, I don't think there's anything else that I need to tell you all about on this morning. As we go forward, I believe that we have a word from the Lord on today. How many of you believe that there is a word from the Lord on today? Amen. Now, I believe that there's a word on the, from the Lord on today. And so many times we come into situations and circumstances and we look at things and say, why did this happen to me? Um, I'm the only one out there this morning that said, why did this happen to me? And oftentimes I find myself now having to correct myself, not that why did this happen to me? 
but what is this happening for me? Why is this happening for me? You know, we have to be careful, brothers and sisters, that we find ourselves sometimes it's really easy to get into the negative connotation of things. It's really easy for us to see only this side. But, you know, I learned really quickly that, you know, the earth works in balance. Amen. There's a balance, you know. In the balance part of that, every time that there's something bad, there's something just as equally good. Amen. We look at bad situations, bad circumstances, but where you have to choose, brothers and sisters, that we have to choose that we're going to look at the positive side, that we're going to look at faith. We're going to look at what God is doing because just like everything just is equally bad, there's something what is equally good. Amen. And also know that whatever you have that's equally good, that there what there's a force out there that's trying to be just as equally bad. Amen. But God has told us that what we are not giving us the spirit of fear, but the spirit of love, power, and of a sound mind. So I ask that you will labor here with me for a few moments here on today. I ask that you all solicit your prayers from your know, pastors traveling again. I know y'all are like, I stay traveling. And I do. Amen. I got another one I need to go on. Amen. I think I got one more after that. And then I think we get to settle down for the year. But it's um, it's good. I'm grateful. You know, this I'm just doing what what was prophesied. They said that I would see the world. Amen. I would see the world. Amen. And that I would be a man on the move. Amen. And I'm just grateful. I'm just doing and living. You know what God has called me to live and touching the lives that God has called me to touch. Do you not know that God said that your gift would make room for you? I'm a living witness. I told y'all this was the year of the double harvest. And I've been on an airplane more this year than I have in any point in time. I think I've already probably, what, 13, 14 flights this year alone in the middle of a pandemic. And God has been good. And I'm here to tell you today that he'll do it for you. And in some of you, he has done for us. So I just don't send my testimony to tell you to be boasting or brag. But if I boast or brag, I boast in the Lord, amen, from whom all blessings flow. It's nothing I've done. I'm just a country boy that grew up in a country town with one, not even a stoplight, amen. But God has opened up doors and he's made... Um, and brought blessings you know there's a saying in the country that say if you see a turtle on a fence post know that he did not get them by himself amen so if you see a turtle on a fence post know that he did not get there by himself because that turtle is not climbing that post but someone is what taking him and placed him down and i'm from one one of those turtles i have make no no bones about it that god has given me blessings and god has connected us with good people amen and good people have seen the things that god is doing through us and god will make a way just like he made for joseph just like he made for daniel just like he made for isaac a shadrach meshach and abednego god will make a way for you and i'm here as a living witness and a living testimony to be able to tell you to hang on in there it's not going to be easy you're going to go through some things you're going to be really cute they're going to scandalize your name they're going to call you everything but a child of god but at the end of the day you know that we win and i want to talk to you a little bit about that on today if you'll be so kind would you turn with me to the book of matthew i mean not matthew luke we want to go to luke today luke today and we're gonna see how this works why i have this thing over here luke i'm gonna to go to luke 19 chapter and verse number one luke 19 chapter and verse number one luke 19 chapter verse number one let's see if we got my bible here okay great that's Set up right. Let's see if we can get that moving a little bit. Luke chapter 19, verse number 1. Luke number chapter 19, verse number 1. And when you have it, um, let me give you a second here. Practice my wait time, amen. You know, I'm doing about three things over here at the same time. You know, Zacchaeus, I always 
very fond of this story because I have a sibling named Zacchaeus, so we always joked him as children coming up, you know, about this story, amen. But we're going to see what thus says the Lord on today. And it starts out like this. Luke 19 and 1, it says, And Jesus entered and passed through Jericho. And behold, there was a man named Zacchaeus, which was the chief among the publicans. And he was rich. And he sought to see Jesus, who was and could not for the press, because he was little of statue. And he ran before and climbed up into a sycamore tree to see him, for he was to pass that way. And we'll read that verse again, key verse here being today that we're going to focus on. And he ran before and climbed up into a sycamore tree to see him, for he was to pass that way. If you want to hold on with me for a little bit on today, I want to use... And talk to you from the subject of the gift of a problem. The gift of a problem. The gift of a problem. Will you pray with me? Oh, Lord, Heavenly Father, Lord Jesus, we come to you, Lord Jesus, this morning. Lord, we just want to say we thank you. Lord, we thank you for waking us up this morning, starting us in our right mind, giving us the activity of our limbs, Lord Jesus Closing us, oh God, holding us and keeping us, oh God. We thank you for food and we thank you for shelter, Lord. We thank you for clean water to drink, oh God. None of these things we take for granted. Lord, I ask that you use me, Lord Jesus, as your servant, oh God. Lord Jesus, use me as your servant, oh God, to give your word, Lord Jesus, to give your people, Lord Jesus, hope and inspire, Lord Jesus, and let them know, Lord Jesus, that you've not forgotten them. That if you said that you're going to do it, that it should come to pass, Lord. And we thank you for all that you've done and all that you continue to do, Lord Jesus, in the ways that you continue to open up, oh God, for us. Lord, continue to watch over keep us. Lord, let this word go, Lord Jesus, and be rooted and grounded in someone on today. We ask you to do all these things to others. In Jesus' name, amen, amen. I know we started out here with, it seems like, with a oxymoron here, the gift of a problem. Because most of the time when we think about a gift, I don't know about you, but I think about good things. I think about a gift in terms of this is something that I would desire. And it was, or in terms of something that was good, something that I did not earn because I got it freely. Usually when we talk about a gift, a gift comes without strings attached. That a gift is given to me to be able to do whatever or prolificate whatever there is that I'm, uh, you know, that I want to do. And it's given freely. It's given without strings and it's given to what? To bring, um, not access, but to bring what I'm, the word I'm looking for is bring to bring joy to my life. Amen. And when we think about a gift of a problem, amen, we talk about a problem here. And most of the time, most of us do not want problems. I don't know about you, but I don't breathe and say, hey, you know what? I want more problems today. Hey, I like more problems today. Look, send me more problems. I don't know anybody who would be in their right mind who goes around and say, just send me more problems. <laughs> um, you know, and we look here on today and we look here at our text that I, the person here in our text today, the, the, the protagonist here being, uh, I guess would be Zacchaeus. And here he is having a problem. Zacchaeus, the Bible describes him as a rich man and he's a, a publican and a, and a publican is known as a tax collector. And he was rich, not by rich by, because he did the right thing, but he was rich because he was being greedy. Mm -hmm. We find that Zacchaeus here is known for 
taking what money from the poor. Amen. He's known for overtaxing people. He's known. And because he's overtaxing people, what he does is we assume that he's shaving these things off of the top and he's putting this money in his pocket. And this is how he's moving forward. And this is how he got his, what he has, what he has. You know, there's a difference between being rich and being wealthy. Amen. There's a difference between being rich and being wealthy. Here we find the Bible tells us that Zacchaeus is rich, but he's not wealthy. And we see that he's rich in finance and he's rich in money, but he's what? Short in statue. We know that being short here is not something that's highly desirable because we look at all our leaders and all those that we, we, we esteem upon, even all our presidents, almost every president we had with exception, I think of one has been over six feet. So we want our leaders and we want them tall and strong and they, cause they appear a certain way and they come off as a certain way. And here again, it's believed that what we have this thing that we often talk about and it's well known. They call it the short man complex. And we think about Napoleon Bonaparte and those who were short in stature. So they seem like they did great things and they conquered world and they use all they had what to try to build up for what they didn't have in physical stature. And here we find that Zacchaeus fits that same mode here. And then Zacchaeus fits the same mode. One of the things he wanted to do was, even though with all his wealth and all this, he had heard of this man named Jesus. And Jesus was passing by, but he knew that he couldn't see Jesus because of the crowds and all the people that were around Jesus and those who were talking with him and those who were speaking with him. So he knew that the only way he could see Jesus is that he had to change his vantage point. He had to put himself in position that he was above others. And he had to put himself in a position where he could see far off where then he would just get a glimpse of Jesus he was not thinking that he was going to have a conversation. He was not thinking that he was reaching out to talk to him, but he just wanted to see the man that everybody was talking about. He wasn't sure, but you know, how many of you know that sometimes you just want to see things. You just want to see from afar. You just want a better vantage point, a better vantage point of view as things go and things happen around us. And what Jesus, what not Jesus, but what Zacchaeus wanted was a better vantage point. And the Bible says very specifically that what Jesus, I mean, that not Jesus, but that Zac, Zacchaeus was what next to a sycamore tree. And what does he do? He goes into it. He climbs this sycamore tree and then climbing this sycamore tree. Then he finds himself in a place of a vantage point. Now I was sitting here, I was thinking this, um, this week as I was reading and I was preparing for what I believe God has given me to share with you on today. Um, the gift of a problem that Zacchaeus has a problem. His problem is, is that he's short. His problem is not money, but he's short and he's short in a lot of areas. He's short in spirit. He's short in stature. He's short in integrity. He's short in a lot of stuff. How many of us are big in some things, but we're short in others? Mm. See, Zacchaeus' problem is that he was short. Because he was short, he had to have what some kind of artificial um, um, support to be able to help him to get past where he was. And many of us uh, find artificial supports in all kinds of things. Some of us find it in the bottle. Some of us find it being promiscuous. Some of us find it and just you know doing all kinds of sorts and things and putting ourselves in situations and circumstances because we're looking for all the right things in the wrong places. Amen. And here we find that what Zacharias picks what? A sycamore tree. I found it interesting that he picked the sycamore tree. What is interesting about the sycamore tree? So as I read this story and I was reading it and I was meditating and said, Lord, why did you very specifically tell us this was a sycamore tree? You just could have told us that it was just a tree and we would have found just the same. You could have just told us that this tree was here on the path or that he climbed the tree and he went and saw it. But the Bible is very specific in that it was a sycamore tree. And as you know, my curiosity started to take over and I saw that God started to expand and show me that Peter, even though many of us focus on this story, and when this story is told, we talk about how Zacchaeus climbed the tree and Jesus sees Zacchaeus 
Jesus in the tree and Jesus invites Zacchaeus to come down and Zacchaeus goes in and he tells them that yes I've been cheating people and I've not been doing right by people so here I'm going to give them half of them I'm going to give back anybody I cheated and those I cheated I'm going to give them four times back and God tells them what that Jesus that he's going to be all right that he's Satan that he's saved and he's going to go with him and he's going to be going forward and, and from this point over we we know this story but what about the tree in here this tree here, what is the part of the thing that helps solve Zacchaeus' problem? His problem is that he cannot see Jesus. So he uses the tree as an artificial step stool to be able to get up high enough to be able to see Jesus. And I thought about it and said, why, Lord, why specifically a sycamore tree? I want you to go with me here for a moment as we explore the anatomy of a sycamore tree. As I go here and I dig in a little bit more about a sycamore tree. The sycamore tree, let me see if I can get my... All my um, visuals here to work for me today. Amen. Like I said, we've been fighting with some of them this morning. I want to talk about a sycamore tree. So if you see there on the screen, you see there is what we call a sycamore tree. The sycamore tree is a very interesting tree in that it is what? It's one of those trees that is, is low standing, but it's a very strong tree. The sycamore tree itself has many limbs. As you can see that it opens up so that what? You can climb the branches. Remember Zacchaeus is being a man of short stature. Then that means what? Some of the branches had to be closer to the ground so that he can get up on it and be able to climb. If you notice there, he can be what? Perched up in that tree in many different positions and the limbs are fairly close together so he can crawl all the way up or he can climb all the way up to the top of the tree so he can gain a vantage point. One of the things that we know about a sycamore tree is that a sycamore tree was used as for shade, amen, because of the way it grew and it grew its limbs out and it had what leaves on it and the leaves on it were more of like a mulberry tree leaf and the leaf were what? Very shady and they would give shade. But one of the things that you find about a sycamore tree is that a sycamore tree has very, very deep roots. Amen. They tell us even today, if you are to plant a sycamore tree in your yard and it's a very nice tree to plant in your yard, but you want to plant it at least 30 to 40 feet away from your house or 30 or 40 feet away from a building. Why? Because the roots run so deep and they run so long and they run so wide. Why? Because the tree, even though it's short in stature, has a big foundation. Oh, come on, somebody. The tree short in stature, it has a huge foundation. And because it has a huge foundation, then what it is set forth, amen. And what we learned from this, and I was asking myself, God, what is it that you want us to be? And he's telling us that some of us need to be sycamore trees than some other the people's lives. That what God has not called us, but for us to be us. Amen. But he's called us to be a help to somebody else. And because I'm being a help to somebody else, what I find is that sometimes I play the role of a sycamore tree. Amen. That someone don't know the way to go. And what they do is they, they climb upon me. Amen. They climb upon my faith. And they use my faith. And they use my understanding. They come to me, not because I'm God, but because what I know the way. Amen. And they come and they want to know more and they want to know more about Jesus and they want to see Jesus and who do they see? They see Jesus through us. What they do, they see Jesus because they climb upon the backs of us. They climb upon the, the, the shoulders of our faith. They climb upon the tree of life that God has given us. And what the Bible talks about us as being trees, amen, that we're planted by the river of water that we talked about on last week, that what bring forth fruit in its season, amen. So if you and I are that tree, amen, that we are what sycamore trees in some people's lives. There's some individuals who want to know God. They want to know God in all his glory. They want to know God in his might. They want to know God in his power. 
power, but they don't know how to get up. Amen. They have some problems and they need a person like you and I to be what in the way that we are just in the path that what they can use us to climb up. Oh, come on, somebody. You say you want to be used by God. And sometimes being used by God means that what? Sometimes he allows others to climb up in us. Mm, come on, somebody. And what? So that they can see the way because God knows that what he's given us the room to grow. So if I have a point number one that I want to make with you on this morning, point number one is I want you to take with you on today is that <clears throat> give yourself room to grow. Amen. Hallelujah. Give yourself room to grow. What do you mean by room to grow, pastor? That if you notice that that sycamore tree itself, what? It has to have branches and there's, it has branches that the, the roots in that, the roots of that tree grow out to what? Be very wide and the roots grow out very, very wide. So what you have to do is sometimes, brothers and sisters, we got to kind of move ourselves along. We can't be so close to certain things in certain situations. I've learned a long time ago and my wife and I learned while we was in our relationship that we're just certain things God just would not let us get very close to. I don't care if it was other ministries, other couples, or other people. There was always what a set and a barrier that outside of this circle, we couldn't get but so close. Why? Because what happens is, as your roots start to grow, if you think about a tree, a tree that's planted close to another building, what a tree would, with that tree like a sycamore tree would do is that the roots of it run so deep that the roots of it would start to spread and it would start to break up foundations and it would start to crumble things and it would start to destroy things around it. And what the enemy does is he wants he doesn't want us to have room to grow. He wants to keep us contained. He wants you to think that all you're gonna do is what you're doing right now. I'm here to tell you today that God has called you to do more, 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 more. We've been praying for more. We've been praying for the abundance. We've been praying for the increase. We've been praying for the double harvest. And with the double harvest means that your roots have to grow. Are y'all with me this morning? Am I talking to myself? That your roots have to grow, that your roots have to expand. Why? Because you have to have the capacity to carry the weight. Oh, yeah. So when you see people coming into your life and it seems like they just want to use you and it seems like they just want to climb on you, you got to be remembering that God has a plan and you got to give yourself room to grow to say, Lord, I know I'm carrying all this weight, oh God, and I know it's heavy, oh God, but you said in your word that you will put no more on me than we can bear, amen. So therefore, I have to trust in the word, Lord, you to know, Lord, you that you'll put no more on me than we can bear, oh God. And as we go forth on this day, Lord, that you got a way and you got a, 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 a way that's set out, Lord, that I may not understand, that I may not always get, that I may not always agree with, Lord, but I have to trust you that you got it all under control. Now I want to show you something a little different now. See here, another thing about a fig, I mean, not a fig tree, but a thing about a sycamore tree that you didn't know, but that a sycamore tree, it gives fruit. It gives fruit. You mean that a sycamore tree gives fruit? Yes, indeed. A sycamore tree has fruit. A sycamore tree itself gives off figs. Amen. The sycamore tree actually has figs. Figs is its main fruit. Now, one of the interesting things about a sycamore tree and the figs that it has, that the figs are what? They're good for food. The Bible says what? He told us to be fruitful and multiply. Amen. That we are to be fruitful. The Bible said you would know a tree by its fruit that it's producing. Amen. And what we, we that are producing fruit, that fruit means that we are alive and that we are abundant and that we are going forth. And there's others who what? Who eat of the fruit of our tree. So as Zacchaeus was climbing that sycamore tree, that tree I would like to think was probably full of fruit and it was full of leaves and it was full of life and all this fruit and things that had going for it. That what? Even when it was being fruitful, that it could what? It could carry Zacchaeus. And even when it was being fruitful, that it could provide a perch for Zacchaeus to be able to see Jesus. Even when it was being fruitful, that way it could still what help somebody else. 
Oh, come on, somebody. Now, if you notice that the figure of that tree that you see there in the center, the little pink part and the little opening part there, what? There is where a seed lies. Do you not know that the seeds of a fig tree are poisonous? The leaves and the seed of a fig, this fig, this fig tree, in particular, this sycamore tree, are poisonous. You all can look this up. Y'all know I do my homework. I do my research. I'm not going to tell you nothing that's not right. So, what? The, the seed of it. You cannot eat the seed, but you can eat the fruit. Think about it. You cannot eat the seed, but you can eat the fruit. So, the Bible's telling us here, what? You don't eat the seed. How many times have I told us time and time again that what? We cannot eat the seed, brothers and sisters. The seed is what? That which God has given you. The seed is that in your offering. You cannot be eating the seed. The seed is poisonous because it's not for you. Oh, 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 oh. Did you hear me? The seed is poisonous. Why? Because it's not for you. Because that seed is what? To help multiply and make other trees. It's not to be consumed. So I tell you again, and I warn you again, stop eating your seed. Hey man, you want to be blessed. You want to be prospering. You want God to do all these things. Well, I'm here to tell you today, you cannot be blessed. You cannot multiply if you're eating the seed. Mm. The seed of what? The seed of the spirit, the fruits of the spirit that God has called us to go for. But he's given us what? Each and part of that is a seed. Amen. When we give our tithes and the offering, amen. He told us what? That we can keep the 90 and to give him 10%. The 10% is what? It's the seed. It's the seed of what's going to come forth. It's the seed, which is what we plant. And because of that seed, then we what? Continually to grow and it continues to prosper and it continues to multiply itself and it continues to grow. And then what? We continue to process and we rinse and repeat, rinse and repeat, rinse and repeat. Don't eat the seed. So if I was going to leave for you here another piece on today, another word for you today, another point for you today, I want to tell you brothers and sisters, stop eating the seed. Why don't you look at your neighbor or why don't you touch somebody that's there beside you and tell them, look, we can't eat the seed. Don't eat the seed. Don't eat the seed. Give yourself room to grow, but don't eat the seed. Because the seed is what? It's poisonous to you. Because it's not for your consumption. The seed is what? To be planted and it's to be planted and nurtured and it will come up where? In due season, the Bible said. In due season, you don't know when it's going to come up. You don't know what seeds you planted in somebody's life, what prayer you planted in somebody's life, what financial offer you planted in somebody's life, what you gave of your time and your effort, you know, what you planted in somebody else's life. You don't know what act the kindness that you did that you planted in somebody else's life. You do not know when it's going to come up. You know, and one of the things you hope that you did is what? Did you planted it on good ground? Don't eat the seed. Don't eat the seed. Now, one of the interesting things that I continue to, as I went on and I was starting to continue to study this sycamore tree. You know, the sycamore tree, I, like I said, is already very interesting to me in the sense that the sycamore tree not only um, gives, like I said, it, it is a tree that has be able to perch in and you'll be able to sit in, you'll be able to do many things, you'll be able to climb. And not only that it has leaves and it also gives fruit and it also has shade and it also has long roots, but it also has something else that's very unique about it. Amen. And I found this to be very interesting that it has life cycles. And we're talking about cycles, cycles, cycles. Do you not know that everything is a system? They even hear what it's spirit of God and God is a salvation plan is what it's a system. And if we follow the system, we'll always be successful. See, part of our problem is we think we want to reinvent. We want to reinvent God's systems. God has systems in place. He gave systems to the Levitical priesthood that he told them to do. 
Mm-hmm. Go read the book of Leviticus. You can see all these things he told them to do and how he told them to do it and when he told them to do it and how they to move and how they to walk and how they to talk and how they were to do all of these things. Do you not know God has given us the same systems? He's given us system. So let's look at this system here. I want you to look here for a moment. This is the, this is the fruit or the fig of a, of a sycamore tree. Now here we find here this sycamore tree that this tree is what? To be pollinated. For this tree to continue to grow its fruit, the fruit what needs to be pollinated. Oh, come on somebody. Are y'all with me? How many of you know that sometimes you need to be pollinated? And what we find here is that just like Zacchaeus had a problem, the gift of his problem was that he was able to get in the tree and because he was able to get in the tree that he was able to see Jesus, that here we find in this sycamore tree that it also has a problem too, that it has a parasite called a wasp. Oh, come on, somebody. How many of you know that sometimes you have some parasites in your life? How many of you know you have some things in your life that you just don't want? You have some things in your life you just didn't expect? You have some things in your life you just couldn't understand? Lord, why is this happening to me? Lord, I'm doing what I'm supposed to be doing. I'm being fruitful and I'm multiplying, but yet I have to have a loss. See, what we find here, and we're going to find real quickly as we go through this whole thing, that there is a life cycle here and that this wasp plays a very important role, even though it comes across as enemy, even though it comes across as the one is the takeaway. The Bible says like this, it said, all things work together for the good of them that love the Lord, who are called according to his purpose. And if you are purpose driven, if you are a purpose person, if you have purpose, I'm here to tell you today that God is going to send some wasps in your life. And I'm here to tell you that you have to learn to understand what their, their role is in your life. And you have to keep the focus on the purpose. Because see here, if you find here, if you notice here, the first step here is that you have this wasp. And what this wasp, there is an opening at the bottom of this fig. There's an opening at the bottom of this fig. And at the opening at the bottom of this fig is where the wasps get in. I'm here to tell you today that you and I are not perfect. We have some openings in our life. Uh-huh. You have some things in your life that God is what? That's still working on you. You some of you might cuss a little bit. Some of you still might drink a little bit. Some of you might still one hand your fornicator and do all these kind of things and, and all, all kinds of stuff. You might cheat on your taxes and you might cheat others out of money. It's all kinds of things. The Bible said, Well, all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. So we all have some things that we struggle with. And I like to look at these things as that's that opening that what that walks get in. And even though that wasp is getting in there, you don't want him in there because he's causing problems. And it doesn't feel right. But it's like Paul said, Paul said, three times I prayed. Three times I prayed for this, that you remove this thing from me. And what God said that my grace is what? Sufficient. That my grace is sufficient. That Paul, you don't have to worry about it. That even though you want this to go, even though you want this to, to be and, and, and leave you, that I'm here to tell you today that what? I got you. I got you, Paul. I got you. That even in that, I got you. That even in the middle of all that, I got you. Even when you feel like you just want to throw in the towel, that I got you. What we find is there's a opening in our lives. And this is why we must stay before the throne of God. This is why we must stay on our knees. This is why we must pray because we all have an opening. Mm-hmm. I included. So here the wasp gets inside of the opening. And what you find here is that what? Inside of that opening, there is what? There, the, the wasp comes in and he plants eggs. Or she plants eggs. And the eggs that the wasp plants is planted throughout the whole season. So remember, if we go back to that other picture I showed you before. If I can go back and show you this red picture here. You see that redness in there? That redness? The wasp plants eggs all in that area. 
Now, it doesn't get every single one. See, see, sometimes we think that God is, you know, that when the enemy comes in like a flood, the Bible said, well, he'll lift up a standard against them. Everybody ain't serving the devil. Everybody's not going to hell. Everybody, you know, there, there, there's some who, who are still fighting the good fight. And these what are the ones who don't get, you know, who, who, who don't get these planted on them. Amen. So if you find here that what the Bible, I mean, it tells us here that it, within this fig that what there's some of these that get wasp larvae. Larvae, if you know anything about larvae in the insect site, that the larva is the first stage of these insects, amen? And what they do is they plant it in some of the roots inside of the fig. Not all of the fig is consumed with it, but it's enough to keep it honest. It's enough to know that it's there. It's enough. And what the Bible, I mean, <clears throat> what the, what the um, scientist tells us and, and what we found is that what? That here, that these wasps start to hatch. And as they hatch inside of them, inside of the, 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 the fig, what they do is they go in, it's the male ones that hatch first. It's the male ones that hatch first. How many of you know that sometimes you look at your life and say, Lord, why does my fruit seem like it's tainted? Lord, why does it seem like my fruit is not going forward? Why does it seem like my fruit that I can't move forward, that we're just spinning wheels in the sand? I'm here to tell you today that what? Focus on the purpose. So here that we find that what? The wasp then, what the wasp does, the male wasps get up and they go around and they look for all the other female wasps that are inside of there. And they actually fertilize them before they even come. Watch this. See, some of the situations that you're dealing with were already done before you even arrived. Some of the situations and stuff that you deal with, that seed was already planted. It was already fertilized and planted and was waiting to come up. Mm-hmm. Already. But God in what? God in all his glory. God in all his might. God in all his strength and all his knowing. That way he works up all these things together. Mm-hmm. So what do we find here is that what? Even with that, when they wash, the male wash is doing what? He's going around and he's doing what? He is, he's not only um, fertilizing all the different eggs in there, um, the fertilizing the, um, the eggs with the females in there, but he also does what? As we go in here and we see, he makes a way of escape. He goes in and he makes another hole out of this fruit. So even in this fruit, what? The Bible says it's not what goes into a person, but what? What comes out? <laughs> Come on, somebody. See, so what happens is that this wasp, it bears a hole and it comes out. So if you see there, there's a hole that comes out. And as this wasp comes out, he leaves a what? A way for the female wasp to get out. He leaves a way for the female wasp to get out. Now, as the female wasp has what? Come into maturity and she grows inside of this fig. Here it is right here. This is why you can have good things happening, I mean, bad things happening to good people because sometimes some things happen within, but know that what God has a purpose and that it's all going to come together. So what happens is, is that what? Now the female wasp, she's grown up and she goes around and she goes around and she's eating up the inside of that plant. She's picking up key seeds. She's picking up key seeds. She's pollinating it. She's taking things with her. She did not even know she was taken. And then what happens is what? She exits the fig. And as she exits the fig, what happens is the entire process starts again. So now she goes and what? She's looking for an opening. The new, the new wasp is looking for what? A opening uh -huh, in, in another fig 
And it starts the whole process over again. Then she'll get inside of there and she'll lay the eggs. And then those eggs are what? They'll come up. And those eggs, when they come up, then those males will go in and they'll fertilize those females. And then once they fertilize those females, those females will get up and they'll do what they do. And they'll be carrying around the pollen. Here it is. Watch this. Do you not know that what is inside of you is greater? What God is doing inside of you is great. What God wants to do in you is great. And it's what? Just a cycle. So I'm here to tell you that, yes, weeping may endure for a night, but the Bible said what? That joy comes in the morning. So all that you've been through, all that you find yourself going through, all that you're dealing with, that what? There is a plan to this. So what? It all comes together. Why? Because you cannot pollinate. Mm, come on. You cannot pollinate the next fig without the wasp. Yes, the wasp is not something we want in our life. Yes, the wasp, but we have to deal with them. We have wasps in our life. The Bible says it like this, that we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but principalities and spiritual wickedness where? In high places, meaning that there's things that I didn't even do. There were things that I walked into, situations that I walked into, circumstances that was already in place before I even came. Oh, come on, somebody. Some of you look at some things and you look at some situations and say, Lord, why do I have to deal with this? Well, I'm here to tell you today that what you have been anointed to deal with it. It's part of the process. So if I have a third point to give you today that I'm trying to give you right now is I wanted you to know, remember, focus on purpose. Amen. Focus on the purpose. Because see, if we focused on the wasp, when the wasp is getting inside of this fig, and first thing we're thinking is like, oh my God, that is what it's growing lobby, a lobby in here, and it's a parasite. Therefore, it's pulling away from it. But what, even in all that the damage that the wasp seems like it's doing, but there, what, there's a purpose in the wasp being there, that the wasp is what? It's doing something that you can't do. Do you not know God has wasps in your life that's going to open some doors for you? They don't even know what they about to do. Do you not know God has some wasps in your life that's forcing you to apply for some things? Do you not know that God has some wasps in your life that's changing, that's changing your trajectory? Because what, you tired of getting stung over here, now you're going to go over there? Because you wouldn't move if he didn't sting you. woo Come on, somebody. Am I talking good this morning? You wouldn't move if certain things didn't come in your life. You wouldn't move if certain things didn't happen a certain way. And God knows exactly what to allow to happen in your life to force you to move. He knows exactly how what to allow to come on you to force you to move. He knows exactly how much the Bible says he will. He put no more on you than you can bear. So I'm here to tell you today, if you got it, then that means you can handle it. If it's on you, that means you can go forth. If you can, if it's on you, then that means what you have the ability to go forth and do it. And all I'm telling you to do is don't quit. Give yourself room to grow. And as you give yourself room to grow. Know that you're not going to always be perfect. You're going to have some exposures. You're going to have some places where things are weak. But I'm here to tell you that don't give up on God for he won't give up on you. And then I'm here to remind you that you don't eat the seed. That that seed is poisonous for you because it's not for you. Because you are the bearers of the fruit. For you produce the fruit. Amen. You don't need the seed. But the seed is for somebody else. And then you are to what? Focus on the purpose that even though it seemed like I'm used. Amen. It seemed like I'm not winning right now. It seemed like I'm going to throw in the towel. It it seemed like they're taking advantage of me. It seemed like they're using me and they're abusing me. It seemed like they're winning for a season. But I'm here to remind you today at the end that we win. The Bible tells us that this race is not given to the swift or to the strong. But it's he that endures to the end. So I'm here to remind you today, brothers and sisters, that we are to endure to the end. That it's the gift of a good problem. Amen. It's the gift of a problem. 
that we have a problem and that problem that is inside of us is also the source of our gift. It's also the source of our anointing. It's also the source of when we're going to pray. It's also the source of when we're going to seek God. It's also the source of when we're going to stay steadfast and unmovable. It's also the source that's going to keep us right. It's also the source that's going to keep us righteous. It's also the source that's going to keep us moving in the right direction. It's also the source that we're going to continue to put our face towards God. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Oh, y'all hear me this morning, church. Are oh, you hearing me this morning to tell you that what? It's the gift of a problem, amen. Because it's in that problem that I find my anointing. It's in that problem that I find my gift. It's in that problem that I find my purpose. It's in that problem that I walk forth and say, Lord, I don't know, Lord. I don't know what I'm going to do. And I realized, Lord, it was not me that did it, but it was you, Lord Jesus. It was you that used that wash, Lord Jesus, to carry that across. It was you, Lord Jesus, that he allowed them to carry that word, oh God, of what I could do and what I couldn't do. It was you, oh God, Lord, you that allowed them to say my name and places, oh God, that I didn't even have room to get into, oh God. Places that I didn't even have access to do. Rooms that I would not even have access in, oh God. It was you, oh God, that did that, oh God. And it was through the walls. Yeah. Oh, the Bible tells us to be fruitful and multiply because we don't know which fruit it is that's going to be on our tree. We don't know which fruit it's going to be. And I'm here to tell you today, as we're growing this fruit and as we're producing this fruit, as God is producing this fruit through us, that what we are to be that tree standing by the rivers of water, that giving forth what? Fruit in its season. That we are to be that tree that a Zacharias will come by, that a Zacchaeus will come by and climb up in our tree so that they can see Jesus a little better, that they can see Jesus now a little closer, that they can get to know him a little bit better. It's through you that somebody's going to stand in your tree. It's through you that somebody's going to stand on your back. It's through you that somebody's going to know. And you got to know that it's about the purpose of mine. That the purpose is that when we're going to go in the highways and the byways and compel them to come. It's the purpose that God has called us to do. It's our good purpose that what we don't belong to ourselves, that we've been bought with the price. And that price was his blood shed on Calvary that we are to focus on the purpose. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Are y'all with me this morning as we focus on the purpose? So I want you to give yourself room to grow. See, we can limit ourselves because we won't give ourselves room to grow. We won't take risks. Oh, come on, somebody. We won't take risks. We got to win every single time. And I get it. I like winning too. But sometimes, I told you all last week, there's failure. Oh, come on, somebody. There's failure and successes. And we learn far more from our failures than we do our successes. We learn failure that what we learn in the voice of God. Lord, was this you or was this me and my ambition? Lord, was this you or was this me and, and my own personal struggle? Give yourself room to grow. Nobody's perfect, but we're walking towards perfection. We're walking towards being perfected through Christ Jesus. And in all of this, you cannot eat your seed. Why? Because if you eat the seed, you don't have the room to produce. It's through the seed that the next tree is planted. You know, if this tree has 40 fruits on them, and those seeds are planted, and those each one of those trees give 40 fruits, and each one of those trees give 40 fruits, and each one of those trees give 40 fruits, God works in multiplicity. Do you, have y'all not seen that throughout the Bible? That God works in multiply. He multiply, multiply, multiply. Throughout the Bible, he tells us, be fruitful and multiply. He didn't say addition. God does multiplication. He multiplies. He does things quickly when he's ready. More likely when we're ready. And I believe that God is going to do a quick work here with the Save Our Church. But we ain't ready. We're not ready yet. 
So, uh, yes, I want to go forward. I want to do things, though, but we got to get ready, church. And this is what we've been talking about this whole year, but the double harvest, the double harvest, the double harvest. The harvest is what? The Bible said the harvest is great, but yet the labels are few. But give yourself room to grow and don't eat your seed. You plant the seed. You plant it for later. Because we do believe it is later. What? The Bible says that what? That seed time and harvest, it's a cycle. It's a proven cycle. It's a cycle that has not failed yet. Yet, if you eat the seed, you end the cycle. Then remind us to focus on the purpose. See, the, pur the purpose can't be my selfish ambition. The purpose can't be so I can feel good about myself. The purpose has to be, Lord, this is what you call me to do. Lord, this is how you want me to walk. Lord, this is how you want us to talk, Lord. For what? That you open up this for somebody else. And because of that, you bless us, oh God. And because of that, Lord, we get fringe benefits, oh God. And because you, you, you are our Father and you're well pleased with us, oh God, you continue to open up other things towards us, oh God. And we're grateful. I'm grateful. You're grateful. And we're to walk forth and knowing this. Know that what? This is the gift of a problem. And as I go to close on today, I know some of you have had some things and some ups and downs, but I want you to know this is the gift of a problem. It's the gift of a problem that God has given us this problem. And this problem is what? It's where our gift lies. It's this problem that Zacchaeus had that he couldn't see. So he climbed the tree. Not knowing the tree that he had, the significance of the tree. The Bible is very clear that it tells you what kind of tree it was. And as we look at that tree, we find that that tree has deep roots. It has long roots. It has roots that are able to break up foundations. It has roots that are able to destroy pipes. It has roots that is able to change things. See, some of you are game changers. You're sycamore trees. And that's why some people don't want to be next to you because you're breaking up their foundations. And that's not necessarily a bad thing because some people need their foundation broke up. Here you find what? Zacchaeus' whole foundation was broke up. He was a cheat. He stole and he made wealthy out of that. And when he got in that sycamore tree to see Jesus, through the boost of the sycamore tree, he saw Jesus and it broke up his foundation. He immediately changed his ways. And I'm here to tell you today that God has planted us to be these sycamore trees. That yeah, everybody can't be your friend. Everybody can't get but so close because they know that their foundation is gonna be challenged. It's gonna be challenged in a way that what? I want to see you be better. I want to see you grow. And then that seed that's being planted time and time again. Keep planting the seeds. Keep giving. Keep going for. Keep giving of yourself. I know it seems like you've given of yourself and people just continue to take advantage of you. You've given of yourself and people just continue to walk over you. Know that your giving is not in vain. The Bible said, what you do unto the least of me. It's like the least of them is that you've done it unto me. God knows, do the right thing because it's the right thing to do. And I know sometimes that's well, easier said than done. I'm a living witness of it. Sometimes you don't want to do the right thing. Sometimes you want to see them suffer. But the Bible reminds me of this. It said, vengeance is the Lord's. And I have to be careful. And you have to be careful that what we don't send out our own vengeance. Because we want to see things the way we want to see them. We want things to go the way we want them to go. 
Brothers and sisters, we must be very careful of that. For vengeance belongs to the Lord. Because why? Because if we do it, we might overdo it. But he knows exactly what to do. The Bible says it like this. He told us what he'll do. He'll, he'll make our enemies our footstool. And not the trust in Lord that you know it all and you got it all and you got it in your hand. And number three, as I leave you today, focus on the purpose. That he's given you the gift of a problem. And you, and probably only you alone can solve that problem. You're the answer to a lot of people's problem. Yet, don't get all caught up in boasting yourself and like, look what I've done and look what I've did and, and how I've changed. No, 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 no. He's giving you the solution to the problem. Focus on the purpose. The purpose is to win that soul. The purpose is to grow the ministry, grow the kingdom of God. Another one named Rendon Lamb's Book of Life. That's the purpose. And if we focus on the purpose here, even all this that that feed goes through, the purpose of that it can pollinate the next feed. What's your purpose today? Why you do what you do? Is it about you? Or is it the purpose of pollinating the next feed? God bless you all. I love you all. I hope that you found this message to be not just interesting from a science point of view. <laughs> uh, even all my technical difficulties today, but we're going to get through it and we got through it. Amen. But that this pricks your heart that you go back and you read and you understand. Research this sycamore tree. Lord, what am I to do? Lord, how do I, and at what part of the system do I, I play? What role do I play? Because see, all these things, nothing just happens by coincidence. God has a purpose for everything under the sun. And everything under that sun that we are what? That we are to continue to love and keep his commandments and go forth and know that way he's going to bring forth the fruit in his season. God bless you all. I love you all. At this time, we want to transition to our offering part of our service. If this has been a blessing to you on today, I ask that you sow seeds here into the Safe House Church. Those who pay their tithes and offering, we already know how to do that. Amen. By way of the safe, um, the cash app. Amen. And any others who would like to plant seeds into here, please let um, join us at this time. Here at the Safe House Church, we um, do our tithes and offering by way of electronic giving by the cash app. That's dollar sign Safe House Church GSO. Again, that's dollar sign Safe House Church GSO. Or you go paypal.me forward slash ministry aid. Again, that's paypal.me forward slash ministry aid. The Bible tells us this, say give and it shall be given unto you. Good measure, pressed down and shaken together and running over shall men give unto your bosom. God bless you all. Love you all. Thank you all for your support and your continue, continue um, financial gifts and offering to the Safe House Church. Take care and have a great day. All right. Well, God bless you all. Love you all. Remember, we will have our continue to have our prayer service every single morning, Monday through Friday at 6 a.m. Look forward to interacting with you all there for God is good and, and prayer is a good thing. Prayer changes things, amen. And um, we've been praying now with latest with going on almost, but at least definitely over a year. I think we're going on like two and a half years now. 
every single day, Monday through Friday, and God has continued just to open doors. And I know he's done some things in my life, and I know he's done some things in yours. And soon we'll, we'll have another one of those powerful testimony services that we have. I'm thinking closer towards the end of the year, amen, as we get ready to do our um, yearly communion and um, things that um, love that nature. God bless you all. love you all. I um, think we have a place that we might be able to secure so we can get together. And have a Christmas service, amen, and I'm looking forward to that because I know it's been a long time since some of us seen each other physically, um, and we've been in the space, and we're working some things out, so we got our eyes on a place, and we're calling, and we're making checks now to see if things can work out, and we can get there, so God bless you all, I love you all, you all take care, have a wonderful, wonderful day, and if there's anything that we can do to help you, you let us know, you all pray for me as I pray for you. And have a wonderful, wonderful rest of the day. Spend time with your family. Love on each other and take care. Love you. Bye-bye.